Looking good, Mike. I haven't seen you in a while, buddy. <laughs> I was trying to think. So we, we all saw each other, what, at, at the last combined reunion, right? I think that was uh, 2016. Oh, yeah, that was a few yeah. years back. Yeah. Yeah, what was that, like yeah. three, at least three or four classes all together in one? Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 everyone. This is the Really Charlie Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Perry. Excuse my, my guest. We were all talking off air. And um, we're going to have a great podcast here. So share, share, share this podcast on Facebook. Make sure you click public on it so every all your friends and family could see it. And, um, you know, we're going to proceed. But let me start off with a commercial. Got to pay the bills, you know. And uh, <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's a good thing. It's a good gotta thing. Got to keep the lights on, bro. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah, all right. Let's get this going here. One, two, three. One. All right, fellas, I'll get back to that. There we go. All right, got it. If you're looking to buying a new home or selling your home, please go see Legacy Realty Group Remax Vantage and speak to Waldir Baptista Korea, real estate agent at 508 441 1628. His email is Realtor at gmail.com. His motto is your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. That's Valdir Korea at 508 441 1628. Buy a home or you can sell the one you have. But see this guy. Like he says, your perfect home is out there. I can help you find it. All right, all right. All right, fellas. Right. This is the Really Charlie Podcast. Like I said, my my name is Charlie Perry. I'm your host of the Really Charlie Podcast, and I'm very honored to have my guest, my friends on here, Mike Samayo, Derek Andrews, Ron Andrews. And we're waiting for Scott Ashworth. Once he gets on, he'll we'll add him to the screen. Appreciate These guys you. Are, yeah, tremendous basketball players from the area. Um all went to Fairhaven High School, um, one of the most beautiful high schools I've seen in this country. You know, and people take it for granted, but uh, mm -hmm. the world will end, but Fairhaven High School will stay strong. You know that building. <laughs> <laughs> Great! <laughs> to give you an offering. You know, <laughs> and to think we took that building for granted when we were there. 
Right. Yeah. Indeed, Mike. We yeah. sure did. Room, room seven. Yeah, it goes walking through walking through marble floors and all the all the the engraves I took that are that are all through room seven and you know marble stair staircases. Like, are you kidding me? How about the round yeah. gym? Yeah. We used to play in. Remember the yeah. round gym? Yeah. That was wild. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing they actually played varsity games there at some point. You know, in the fifties, there were games being played there. Wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. When I, was, when I was doing some research, I found a game that is supposedly legendary that um, Buddy Thomas had pulled together where, you know, Bart Leach is playing in there and it's some mm. crazy score, 80 points in that in that gym, which I could see because it's so small. Right. Um, but I just can't imagine, you know, having people standing on the track, you know, kind of just leaning over and watching all of this. It's just, and right. I know the girls played there when we were there, but that's still, I can't, that's still hard for me to even think about. Right. Yeah. I don't know if Charlie knew that. Right above the gym, there was a track going around the gym, right out, like right above it, where you could walk wow. around it. It was crazy. It was wild. Definitely I a shooting that, gym. That's, <laughs> that's one part of the high school I didn't see. I mean, I've been throughout it, you know, the whole building, you know, once upon a time. And, uh, but that's one thing I didn't know. Right. Um, so. But when we was all playing, we played our games actually at the junior high school because that gym was much bigger. So all our varsity games were actually at the junior high school. Wow. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Awesome. The, uh, you know, I brought you guys together for a lot of reasons, you know, for a lot of reasons for me personally is because I like basketball stories. And, um, you know, and I was trying to think, you know, who can I get? And, you know, I'm just thinking about it and, I mean, I knew Scott Ashworth, you know, I know Derek and Ron. And Mike, I I didn't know of you too much other than, you know, probably just the old clippage you see me. I said, I remember this, you know, and I'm like, how don't, how, how don't I remember this dude, you know? And then we talk about, the you know, different stories that you would bring up. And I'm like, yeah, you know, we just crossed paths and just didn't get introduced to each other. But mm -hmm. tremendous, tremendous that is, careers. That is true. Yeah. And um, so I want to start off with a question, simple question. Um, you know, who who inspired you to play the game? And uh, we'll start off with Mike, go to Derek, then Ron, we'll end it. Uh, but I just want to know, you know, who inspired you guys to play the game? And, how much, and we'll go into other questions later. Who inspired Mike? me is not a, not a straight line. It's sort okay. of a crooked line. Um, and it goes, yeah, it, it goes back to, you know, so I came from a Kushnet. So if you didn't know that, I, I came from a Kushnet. And at the time when I was living there, we were going to a very, very small school, four classrooms. And I don't know if you guys remember way back when where there was like a book club and you could, you could pay for like 10 books for like $5 or $3. And I ordered a basketball book and just because it was sports and it happened to be a book about Pete Maravich. And so I'm reading this. And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And I'm looking at all these numbers and all these records. I'm like, I don't know who Let's he is. <laughs> yeah. So about, I don't know, probably within the same year, I'm my family's visiting someone and there's a basketball game on. And sure enough, he's playing for the Hawks. Mm. So I start, and I, so I heard his name. I'm like, what am I hearing? So I go look at the TV and I'm watching this. And I saw him at full speed at half court dribbled behind his back. I went, 
Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> how do you how do you do how do you do that? And so that was sort of the 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 onus to start to be interested in it. But a lot of it came from me playing on the playgrounds in a cushion with my friends, and I was hearing about them playing in this league. So a couple of years later, I hear about a, it was a little league basketball league in a cushion, and um, I asked my dad, "I like to go try out." So I show up in the gym with a T-shirt on, jeans, and sneakers. And I've never played organized basketball. I understand conceptually, I understand it, but I never played. And it went from there. So I'm in sixth grade, I think, at that point, when I first started to play competitively. So it was just happenstance. I just saw, you know, my friends were playing. I, I knew I was, you know, physically, I was starting to change pretty quickly. I was starting to mature from my age. I knew I could, I knew I could run longer than them and not get tired. So I'm like, how are these guys having success? I should go try out. And that was never, that was something I'd never done before. And so that's how it started. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. What about you, Derek? So, man, where do I start? (laughs) Growing up, my brother and I, I mean, we were always just active, man. We were always outside throwing snowballs and, running around, jumping over stuff, climbing trees, making tree houses, riding bikes, just falling down. Just We would just do anything outside. Um, so, but for me, I can, I can honestly say it was watching the Harlem Globetrotters when I was a kid. Yeah. Seeing Meadowlock Lemon and Curly Neal and, and, and who was the dude? Marcus Haynes was the bulge, was the, you know, the dude with the handle. And just yeah, watching yeah. them, I said, hey, I, I guess I can try to do this. You know what I mean? And it, was, it wasn't really a conscious decision. My brother and I just gravitated towards sports. I, I was into the martial arts as an early age, too. We played football uh, we, just from peewees. I mean, just – and then from there, of course, watching – you know, once we started actually watching basketball on television, the NBA, then it was people like Dr. J, Julius Irving, when he was in the ABA. Uh, people like George Gervin, you know, just watching them. And then that kind of inspired us to take it a little bit more serious. You know what I mean? And that's, that's basically what inspired me. That's nice. You know, it, it's, uh, you know, we getting some pictures from you guys and, uh, I don't know if you can see. Uh, ah, there you go. It. Yeah. Was that, was that a high? Yeah. Was uh, yeah. Wow. High school, yeah. I remember, I remember when he went there. I was, we, I don't, we didn't make it. Did you make it there, Ron? I don't think, I know I didn't nope, make it. Nope. Nope. I remember, I remember, came, I, remember I, I cried because something happened, Derek, where dad took us down to Cape. He cried watching Old Yeller. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Scott, what's up, buddy? Oh, man. Hey, Scott. Hey, I'm in. What's up, All Scott? Right. All right, man. Nice to hear you. See you. How you doing, man? All right. The Alden, Alden Road boys are in the house. Yeah, in the building. Good yeah, good what's up, Scott? <laughs> All right. Shout out to all the road, man. That's right. That's it. The uh <laughs> so Scott, we're we talk we I gave them one question so far, and it's about who inspired you to play the game of basketball. So we just ended with Derek and we're gonna go over to Ron and then we'll go back to you and you just tell us who inspired you to play the game. All right. Okay. All right, Ron, go ahead. So okay, so for me it was um two when I when I reflect back, it's two two major things. The first was my dad putting up a hoop court when we moved to Alden Road. Yeah. Um, 
And he would come outside and he had never played athletics before, but yet he would shoot around with us and he'd tell us, you know, we need to practice dribble, blah, blah, blah. So it was my dad, as well as my uncle, Richard Fonseca, Tarby's brother. Yes. All right. Uh, my uncle yep. Dickie, as, as he's affectionately known, uncle Dickie used to take us to Hazelwood mm -hmm. park often uh, yeah. and play ball with us and shoot around uh, as well as in our yard. Um, and any cookout we went to that had a basketball court nearby, Uncle anyway. Dickie got us in the car. We went and we shot hoops. Yep. So that was the first thing. The second thing for me, the turning point for me was 1976, uh, the dunk contest. Mm -hmm. Julius Irving, David Thompson, Artist Gilmore, and Ice Gervin, I believe. I, George Ice Gervin was in that, that contest. And when I saw the doctor leap from the foul line, I, I was blown. I was like, okay, I need to try to do that. Now, I didn't get to that point ever. <laughs> Still working on it. But, uh, you know, but yeah, but, but, but watch the dunk contest and watch Julius beat David Thompson. Because um, David Thompson, you know, there was rumors he could take a quarter off the top backboard and leave you change. Yes. Um, and watching that dunk contest just blew me away. And, and it's like Mike, I was like, Dad, I need, I need to do this, this thing called Livesey Club. And can I go try out for the hoop team? So he brings me to this little school called Oxford School. And I get up there, and I can't even shoot a layup. I don't even know how to take a layup. So the assistant coach brings me on the other end. Do you remember this? Yeah. Takes me on the other end for, like, the first five or six practices. I'm by myself learning how to take a layup. You know, and, and I guess the rest is, uh, rest is history. Rest, <laughs> rest is history. That, rest is history. Mm -hmm. All right. cool. Yes. Um, what about you, Scott? Who? Who inspired you? What inspired you to play the game of basketball? <clears throat> it's kind of a funny story, Charlie, but when I was in, in elementary school at uh, East Behaven School, <clears throat> everybody in my grade was playing hockey for Burger Chef, which is now Burger King, same building. Yep. <clears throat> so I told, I told my dad, I said, Dad, I want to play hockey. He said, can you skate? I said, no, I want to be the goalie. And he said, Back then, goalie equipment was about $200. Right. He said, I'll buy you a brand new pair of pro kids if you play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> pro kids at that time, those were the sneakers. They cost $12. I had a brand new pair of pro kids, first grade, uh, second grade, and that's kind of where I stayed. That's nice. nice. The uh, It's funny story. Um. I got Converse All-Stars because my brother got pro kids. I didn't want to copy him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Scott, can I ask you a question? Blue stripes. The blue stripe pro kids. Hey, Scott. Yo. Scott, when you got the pro kids, you could jump faster and I mean, jump higher and run faster, couldn't you? <laughs> no, I was a little chubby. Didn't it feel like that every time you got a new yeah, pair of sneakers? I remember thinking about Scott, though, because you live right up the street from us. Right on Alden Road. And I remember, and, and you, when did you graduate? What, 84? 87. 87. Wow. Okay. So it was a, a while after me. I, I was in 82. But I remember always driving by your house and I always noticing this, this little kid, this young kid, always out in your driveway shooting hoops like all the time. And that was you. All and I remember saying, this, yep. kid, this kid's going to be a beast when he because he's like always out there. I always, yep. I, I always remember that, man. Right that, that, that was my thing, and I used to get the biggest kick <clears throat> when you guys were older and you'd come down the street to go to Kevin Strex and the and the Duats. You remember that? Yeah. 
and you wait, keep shooting. Oh, I shot about another two hours after that. I remember that. I remember yeah. talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember Mr. Wilson was my um, Mr. Wilson was my phys ed teacher in elementary school. And when you guys were playing, I'd um, I'd be listening to the games on the radio with my father. Nice. So when he'd come in for phys ed the next day, I'd say, hey, that was a great game. He said, what do you, I said, I listened to Mr. Baldwin on the radio. Mm -hmm. Wow. Nice. That's right, Baldwin. Actually, actually uh, Mike, Mike, you mentioned about Mr. Wilson. Um, you know, can you give me mm -hmm. a history about him? You know, I don't know who he is. Um, I just, I so, just the history goes back back a ways. So before Mr. Wilson, there was Mel Enton, who was their head coach for, I believe, basketball and baseball at the time. And he hired Mr. Wilson. There was some issue with some other hiring, and Mr. Wilson gets hired somewhere around 61, 62, and um, comes in as a baseball coach and then eventually becomes the basketball coach. Um, and up through 1980. So you know, my last, my graduating year was his last year coaching. And, um, you know, he's involved with, a, you know, he's involved with a lot of the sons from the 19, the early 50s, George Graves, John Hennessy, um, Biff McLean. Those guys ended up winning some championships through 50, 51, I think 52. So most of those kids end up playing for Mr. Wilson. So the freshman team that I come in on um, is – class of 78, right? So that's Jimmy Hennessy, Phil Graves, Chucky Tillett, Bobby Matt Gamash. Garnett. Oh, yeah. Garnett's the year later. Yeah. Garnett's 79. Gary Furtado. Yeah. Furtado, yep. So that team had been together for quite a while. And that was, you know, that was his last, quote unquote, last great team, right? So that team goes to the finals in division two that year and we lose in the finals but that was a great run for that team because that team had been together for a long time and to be honest really hadn't done anything yet because they hadn't all moved up together um once they were together and they started to mature you know we were playing division one at the time um they had moved up a division because of the competition they had in division two and their success and um you know the pop the male population um formula so Mr. Wilson was a, was a very detailed coach. Mm -hmm. um, practices were to the minute as far as what we're getting done. And um, Mr. Wilson always wanted to shorten the game, right? So it wasn't we were going to run when we could run, <laughs> but it was always shorten the game when we could. And we had certain sets that we ran that, you know, teams really did not want to play as man-to-man. Right. Because wow. they could not figure out our offense. And it was simple, right? It was not complicated to defend <laughs> us. You just had to learn how to play defense. Right. And um, he took advantage of that. So we had simple sets. And, you know, something I had shared with Derek and Ronnie I, the other night was that, you know, the luxury of those guys that were coming behind me and coming behind the Hennessy groups through freshmen in JV, they all ran the same sets. So by the time they got to play varsity, it wasn't much deviation because everyone could handle the ball. Everyone could pass. Everyone could shoot. And you had to play defense because if you weren't going to play defense, you were not getting on the floor. You weren't getting there. Yep. No, it was just that simple. And nope, so he was a, you know, yeah, he was, a, you know, a really strict coach. Um, like I said, mentioned earlier, very much down to the details. 
and um, you know had a lot of success. But his last really great great team was the '78 team. We were pretty good in '79, and we were pretty good in '80. But that team was loaded. Um, and if Ronnie and Derek ever saw our practices when we would go full court, yep, like hang on, it was crazy because he had, yeah, he had to rein us in because oh. we would really go after each other. And we ran a lot of stuff. We would run, we would break down our offense by each pass. And it would drive me crazy doing these things, but it was just because it became automatic. And he wanted all five of us to learn every position in the offense and in the defense. So you could be interchangeable and create that right. flexibility, which was right. which was pretty cool to see. And it, and it actually happened. Um, right. But he was a lot of fun to play with. You know, later in 79 and 80, he got, a, got to be a little bit more flexible as far as what we wanted to do and how we wanted to approach things. In my senior year, we changed the offense just because of our personnel. And um, wow. that was unheard of that he was doing that. Um, but he did it, and uh, we, had a, we had a pretty good year that year. Ronnie can attest to that. No doubt. And, and Ch Charlie, if you look at it like this, yes, remember sir. how yes, small Fahaven is, right? Yep. And in, in, in playing against teams like New Bedford, and that year, New Bedford, you know, New B had a powerhouse squad. They had Tony DePina. You had, we had just, what, what can you say about Tony? He was Mr. Everything. Yep. You had Bill Watkins, who could light it up from outside. You had Gus Hodge, who could jump out the building. Brian Hauser. You had, you had Hauser. Yep. You had, um, you had Eric Brittle. Eric Brittle played, I believe, he went to RIC, if I'm not mistaken, right? Right out of college? I mean, yep. they, I mean, they had a powerhouse squad. But yet, for Haven, we went toe to toe with it. And I remember in Fairhaven, they beat us at the buzzer. Tony DePina hit the shot at the buzzer. So that's how that's Tony how DePina. strong we were. Mm -hmm. Both Newby and Fairhaven that year both went to the state finals. So we had a monster squad for a, for a tiny school, you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. It's, it's nice, you know, where guys back then, you know, athletic directors back then could bring these, you know, neighboring schools together, you know, you know, and, and – just not too much of that, you know. Um, Scott would know that, you know. You try to arrange, or you know, as an AD, you try to arrange, you know, your season, you know, prior to the season. And uh, it seems like those local rivals ain't hearing; they're not around anymore. You know, everyone's going in different directions. You know, playing people in other other areas, and uh, I just miss those rivals. I, I really do. You know. Yeah. Or if I could interject. Yeah. I remember we didn't have cable in Fairhaven, <clears throat> and what what Ronnie and Mike were talking about. I used to go to my Bachi's house on Beetle Street to watch the games because New Bedford had cable first, and they mm -hmm. used to play those games on Saturday nights. And I'd sit there. Wow. I thought I was watching the NBA. I remember one yep. game. I think it was fifty four, fifty four, fifty two. Talked to Mr. Wilson on Monday. He said, Scotty, at some point, you like it enough, you ask enough questions, you're probably going to be a coach. Yeah. <laughs> you, I think he had it right. But he said, like Mike said, he uh, shortened the game, and it was possession for possession. Run inside, run inside. <clears throat> I remember getting uh, Jimmy Hennessy on the block. And he was like 5'10". Yeah. I was like, why is he on the block? It was, it was just really good stuff. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was, um, Coach Wilson was, was methodical. He was. And it, 
good coach, man. You can't – those old school coaches, um, you know, I never – I didn't mind anybody yelling at me. It didn't bother me. You know, I was getting yelled at home. So coming to the gym <laughs> was the same old thing, you know. It's not right at home. <laughs> so – Mr. Wilson uh, didn't yell, though. There wasn't much yelling going on. Right, he okay. made his point other ways. Yes. And it was, you know, and, you know, pull you aside, speak to you then. Um, certainly, you know, if – and, and those guys, and, my, and myself included, as I got better through that year, those guys were so well-schooled on this stuff that there wasn't many errors happening. I mean, we were pretty low on turnovers throughout the entire year and because these guys knew how to play. They knew how to play. They knew how to play with each other. And, you know, that got inbreded to me pretty quick, that I had to get acclimated really, really fast if I was going to help. And... um it became very apparent quickly when I was in practice every day and he threw me up against Jimmy Hennessy every single day. And I had the opportunity to play against Mm. him every single day. And I improved just because of that. Right. Every single day I got to go nose to nose with him. And um, I, you know, to this day, I don't think there was a better all around guard that year in the state. And I had that luxury to play against him. And Jimmy was a unique player and um, not, a, not a true point guard, not a true shooter, just a really good guard yep. and could do a lot. could do a lot of things. And um, to be very frank, I suffered the next two years because I had nobody to play against. Nothing against my teammates, <laughs> but I lost that. And I didn't realize that until halfway through my junior year. I'm like, well, I'm missing reps here. How come? And that was the reason why. Um, nice. So, you know, he, he threw me into the fire and said, okay, this is what we're doing. And I got beat up. I got burned every day, <laughs> but it made me, it made me better. Made and you it, better and right? it, yeah. And it was, it was a, it was an easy downshift when we played against somebody else. Cause I'm like, well, the guards aren't any better than Jimmy. So I'm good. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can handle this. And that, that was my attitude. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. That was my uh, nice. Did you make that free throw, D? That's what we're going to talk about. Did you make Come it? Come on, man. Come on, right. man. You know that was all. <laughs> 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 yeah. We're doing, we're doing video footage off the board. <laughs> we, it's amazing. The shorty shorts back then, man. That's right. Hey. I love those uniforms. They're coming They're back. Coming back. Yeah. They're coming back, yeah. man. <laughs> right. They are. Right with the socks up to the knees. Hey Charlie. I you, quick story, Charlie. Um yep. I don't know if you're familiar, Charlie, with Livesey Park. Yes, yes, so very much so. I was fortunate enough to just ride my bike down the street to Livesey Park. And uh, on any given park. Saturday or Sunday, I'm running into cats like Bob Garnett, Randy Jackson, mm-hmm. Chuck Tillett, and they would let mm-hmm. me play. You know, I'm just this eighth, eighth grade punk, you know. And they let play. But the cool thing is, is Livesey Park's rims were like nine six. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. if you got a breakaway, you can flush it. <laughs> you know, nine, you can flush it. And then you're doing something, you know. <laughs> you, you didn't want to be an outside shooter on those on those rims because you'd be off for a little while after you left that court. Yeah, you were shooting lines. You would be. You would be. But they were yeah. they were good. They were good for the ego. It's called the it ego. Good, it was good, it was good practice. Know? Legendary Park, man. Cats from New Bedford. Yeah. I remember Dias and New Bedford yeah. Cats came up there. Mm-hmm. I was playing in Livesey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Seven up, seven across. Mm-hmm. If you hit that bubble, 
<laughs> board, it went in every single time. Seven, on, seven across. <laughs> I love it. Yep, love exactly, it. Scott. <laughs> Crazy. I would, the um, obviously, you you know, you guys had some great teammates, and um, I mean, it showed with the rivalry that you know, I mean, the the game against New Bedford High School, like Derek mentioned, you know that um. You know those names are just they're they're I known them guys that all the guys that you mentioned since I was a young age in the Bay Village, and um, it was a great combination of those guys. You know, they, uh, as far as different areas in the city of New Bedford, you know, and they all came together. But there was one thing: there was always some, there was always one or two players that were missing from New Bedford High School. Mm. You know, you say, "Man, how come he's not playing?" You know, so on right. and so forth. Um, was that always the was that the case in Fairhaven? We always said, "Man, I wish I had this dude here." You know, somebody in your neighborhood that should have been playing basketball and didn't. You know, uh, I, I just, you know, you, you had great teams. You know, and 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 you just wonder how far you would have went with another great player. And um, I always I, say that. That's so, a good. That's a good point. I don't think it was there too much. I think my year kind of was. We had you know Michael Jones. I'm sure, right? Yes. Michael yes. Jones had transferred from New B and came up and played with us at Fairhaven. And uh, he was with me. And as a junior, he started and played with Ron. And, and, he, and he was doing well. He was lighting it up. But then come senior year with me, something happened. I don't know what it, what it was, um, but he, he didn't end up playing. And he was kind of tall. And he could dunk. So yeah. I, that's the only why I could think of. We, we could have used him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can't. Other than that. You know, there were, were people. Can't, I can't really think of anybody. I think, yeah, not a whole I lot. Because the town was so small, anybody that could yeah. ball was ball. They were balling. You know? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I can't think of anybody in my era. Yeah, that uh, that we would say like you, Charlie. You know, then that dude. That dude's nice. We should get yeah. him. You know, uh, right? If he was nice, he was everybody playing. that could play was playing. Yeah, I'm like yeah. what. I remember in my junior year, <clears throat> we had uh, a senior, and we used to call him La Machine, Brian Career, because of Livesey Park. Johnny Graves actually gave him the nickname La Machine. And he, he, his grades, <clears throat> he asked if he could take all the business math tests, because I, whatever happened. He ended up coming on like halfway through. We were a different team <clears throat> when he came back because he could just flat out shoot it. He wouldn't guard <laughs> anybody. But boy, he could shoot it. <laughs> and he was another more favorite boy, Derek Ronnie. I, I think he lived up next to the town crier. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, but he, he could flat out shoot. The, um, nice. Mike, you made mention that you guys went to the state tournament. Um, and what year was that? Well, we went, well, 78 was the deep run, and Ronnie and I went in 80, um, not yeah. as deep. So we made we got to the quarterfinals by senior year, but 78 was when we went to the finals, the loss in the finals. Okay, all right, Ron. I mean, uh, Mike, we went to the we state finals. That's yeah. right, Scott. Yeah, yes. Yep. We ended up playing against um, right. Right. Frontier Regional 
<clears throat> and they they were six seven, six five, six four. We gotta be fifty seven, fifty one. Their best player ended up playing football at um, Boston College, and he, Mark Chamora, and he played tight end for the Green Bay Packers with Brett Favre. Wow! Oh, that, that's 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 the kid, huh? Wow! Yeah! Wow! Okay. Yeah, he 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 was tough. Wow! And their point guard, Scott Nosker, was six <clears> four. <throat> uh, Michael Malif, he was guarding him. He was about five. Five six, five seven, maybe. Mm. That was a big, big club we played. Awesome, that's huge. So I guess, so I guess the last time Fairhaven wins a state tournament probably is the early fifties. Because if Scott's team didn't win it, <laughs> I know seventy eight team didn't. I don't know anybody wow. in between. <laughs> wow. But that's but that's what happens with small towns. Oh, it's on Charlie to edit that part out in fifties. No, <laughs> no, I just it's just it's just the reality hey, of the situation. Right? Go seven. Wait a minute, <laughs> some something might happen. They're messing up that football field. Is turf field? Yeah, what's up going something. on over there? Oh, they, I don't know. They, they won a couple of Super Bowls. They think they yeah, put in the turf field. Nice. Yeah, that's, I'm that's, some turf. that's called a recruitment tool, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> Marketing tool. Hello. Yeah, marketing too. Yeah. Scott, I when you guys, had it when I played. Yeah. Scott, when you guys went to the tournament, what was the town like then? What was your following like? Mike, you talking with, with me? Yeah. I am, yes. Sorry. It was it was absolutely phenomenal. <clears throat> Dave Langley's that was probably in between all of us. Yeah. He played with me, he was a junior, I think. Yeah, so Fang Fang was in um he went. He went to uh, Bridgewater State, and we played a lot of games at Brockton. And one day he came in. He was painted. Half his face was blue. Half his face was white. <laughs> we were notorious for having the worst third quarters in recorded history. <clears throat> and all of a sudden, he'd have a towel. I saw. I said, "Fang, what are you doing?" He was on the sideline with a towel and getting the people going. It was it, it, you. You wouldn't believe, and then all of a sudden, I mean, all the way to the state fight, he did it in Worcester too. <clears throat> it, it was something else, and he'd show up. And I was superstitious. He'd show up two minutes past the tip. I think just to give it to me a little bit, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he'd get the people going. He'd get the towel going. <clears throat> when you asked for a couple of pitches, Charlie, I had mostly like. Videos from Cable Two, and okay. my father said the scrapbooks downstairs. I'm painting houses in the summer in Bourne, so I didn't get there. But I have vivid memories and pictures of Fang going with the towel, getting the people going. I think that was before the terrible towels in the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> yeah, I saw. It's good, especially during that game. You're saying. Man, I didn't realize we had this many people in the town, you know. And uh, you guys had a good following. I mean, I really seen it in the, uh, when they were when they were uh, during the football games. You know, Faven fans were uh, yes. or townies were, were definitely following you guys and, and, and with the football team. I really seen it. Um, yeah. Just 
just happened to follow whatever team was in the tournament, you know, I decided to go to a game, you know, and uh, can't think of that kid. Um, I used to, uh, Dana, Dana something, uh, Almeida, the quarterback yeah, for Faven. Yeah, oh, you said Dana, the coach, that was the coach. Head coach. <laughs> yeah, I think he was, yeah, he was, he was, he was my coach, yeah. junior football coach in junior high school, and he was a good, he was a beast uh, as far as a football player back in the yeah, day, yeah, too. football, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, we got you know, a lot we, of stars, man. Tell me something, um, you know, when you guys right. are getting psych- psyched up for, uh, playing against New Bedford High School. Um, oh, man. I, I, I got a good story. All right. Brace yourself. Now, <laughs> ninth grade, <laughs> freshman. All right? Good story. Get, get, get your popcorn out. <laughs> now, remember, back in the day, back in the day, the ninth grade was still in the junior high school, right? <laughs> and, and, and high school was 10th, 11th, and 12th. So this is back when I was a freshman. And and you have to remember, Ron and I were born in New Bedford. So we moved to Fairhaven when I was in fourth grade. Ron was in fifth grade. And so we still, all our family was in New Bedford. We had aunts, uncles, cousins, a lot of friends back in New Bedford. And so New Bedford was always a rivalry for us. We, we loved them, but we were like, we got to get them when we get on the court mm-hmm. or get on the field. And so, and I knew all the New Bedford players. I knew Kylie Martin, Todd Desreese, um, G-Man, Garland Lloyd, God rest his soul. He was playing yes. back then. Um, you know, I, I knew all of them cats, so Bobby Duart and everybody. So freshman year, we're playing against New B. It's in Fairhaven. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm going to go off. So I, I remember I scored four, four baskets in a row, eight points in a row. So I'm like, yes, I'm on fire. I'm on my way to a double-digit game. Coach pulls me out the game. <laughs> so me and my undisciplined, thick head, I'm not thinking that he's pulling me out just to give me a breather because I'm no. running around a court like two chickens, two hens, and one duck with all their heads cut off, right? That's how I'm running around the court. So he pulled me out just to give me a breather, but I'm thinking he's pulling me out of the game. So I'm like all salty, man, and I'm like walking off the court. <laughs> and he's like, Ron, come on, hurry up. And I'm like, I'm walking. And he's like, hit the showers. Classic. <laughs> Get me oh. out the game. So the game I was hoping to do my best in, I get kicked out and had to watch the game from the bench. Damn. <laughs> Humbling experience. See, I don't remember that story, man. Well, yeah, well, you was, he was in high school at the time. I was a freshman. Well, that's and so yeah, it was Bucky Vincent. That was the that was the coach. Remember him? Check it out. It you probably wow. got a you had a short ride, but a very long scolding when you Oh man. <laughs> Oh man! As far as high school being a rival, there were other rivals for us, right? So yes. there was Dartmouth, Dartmouth, it was Durfee, Dartmouth, which you know Durfee. that '78 team played. Oh, that Durfee team was Kevin Whiting's senior oh, year. Kevin Whiting, and they go to the finals Ooh. and lose to Lexington in the state tournament. So you know we were bumping up against some pretty good competition that entire year. I mean, our five yeah. losses, four of them were to Dirt. Two to Durfee and two to Bedford High School, and they were all close. The Durfee wow. one Durfee game we lose at a, at the buzzer. We lost, as Derek mentioned earlier, one of the games is the high school at a buzzer, and you know so they were always tight. And um, I'll, I'll share a quick story always. about the game we played Durfee at Durfee at the old Armory. So this was the last season they played at the Armory. Wow! And 
the place is packed, right? So game is coming down to the end. It's tie. And they're holding the ball. And they had a pretty good point guard, B.J. McDonald, who I'm on. And I am not letting him move. One, I'm getting closer and closer to him as time <laughs> is ticking away. And he's, they're trying to get the ball to Whiting, of course, but that's not happening because we're collapsed, everything inside. And so I get closer and closer, and I'm on his shooting hand, and sure enough, he goes up to shoot. And Gary Furtado comes over from the blind side and just nicks his shot. And his shot falls 10 feet short. Wow. A guy for Durfee picks it off the floor and shoots it into the basket as the, as the buzzer goes off. And we lose wow. on that play. Wow. So Whoa. that was, you know, yeah, that was really, 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 really tough on That's us. That's crazy. And, um, yeah, and we had fought the entire game and got our way back into the game that night. Good and um, I can remember standing on the court and just like in disbelief that this was happening. And people are all around me pounding on me. And this is a story that kind of goes back a little bit. Out of the blue, I see this guy coming towards me, full beard, curly hair, big snow pocker on. And he's <laughs> walking straight to me. And I don't know who it is. And he walks right up to me and he said, I'll take you to the locker room. I still don't know who it is. Mm -hmm. So he puts me in front of him and we start walking and we finally get to the locker room and there's nobody, if you remember the old armory, the locker rooms were split because they were so small. Mm -hmm. The only player left in my mm -hmm. locker room was Steve Lombardo because he couldn't get off the floor either. So as I'm coming into the locker room, this person kind of just pushes me into the locker room and then stands outside. And I looked at Steve and I said, I don't know who that person is. He said, well, that's Lester Smith. And so Lester Smith is one of the great basketball players from Faven High School. And um, from Mr. Wilson's point, his favorite player ever, mm. who was at the wow. game, saw me under duress, came to find me. Nice. It took me off the floor. <laughs> so a bunch of years later, mm -hmm. when I'm having this discussion with my mom, and my mom said, you know, I, I don't know that story. Tell me that story. Because we were afraid. We didn't know who that person was that was coming <laughs> to get you. So it's an alum. It's a basketball player. I knew Lester a little bit afterwards, um, but just kind of a you know, it's a unique story for a unique night. And nice. so this is '78, and this mm. was not the around the time of the. It was right before the blizzard, but we were getting bad snowstorms that year. And I remember walking out. The bus is already gone, so my dad takes me home, and it's major blizzard. But we don't go to school, I think, for a couple of days after that. But wow. that's just a little story about the rival with, you know, other schools. Yes, the Bedford ones are pretty big. But Durfee and Dartmouth were certainly right up there. Yep. It's crazy yeah. rival. Durfee and Dartmouth. Charlie, oh, I'll tell you a funny story. With, um, <laughs> uh, with uh, Fahaven, my senior year, we're playing New Bedford. Um, and uh, and you have – I sent you a picture of the paper clipping of me, Mark Dice, and, er and Eric Brittos in the background. Yes. Um, I think I think this, you you text me saying you love that picture, so there's a there funny story behind that game. Yeah, there it is right there. So yeah. first of all, <laughs> the newspaper clipping says uh, that Mark Dias lost the ball to me, <laughs> where clearly I'm throwing a pass. So I always bust Mark's cojones for that one. <laughs> that was classic. He must know some standard times. But unknown to me and unknown to Mark, my cousin John who lived in New Bedford, played New Bedford football, John Lopes, was going to Mark the, the day of that game and going, hey, my cousin Ron Fahaven is going to get you. He's going to bust you up tonight. 
my cousin John's calling me the night before going, Mark Dyer says he's going to take you to the rim, Ron. He's going <laughs> to bust you up. So both of us unknowingly are getting fired up for that game. Sure enough, Charlie we're, Perry we're all not liking each other. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get Mark. Mark's like, I'm going to get Ron. It's our junior year. And ironically, he and I led our team scoring for that game. Yeah. And we lost by one point, Mike, in New Bedford. I don't know if you remember that. You guys. I do but, remember that, yeah. Uh, it's a funny story because Mark and I found out years later that my cousin was, was going back and forth with he and I talking about, you know, Ron says he's going to get you, Mark. And Mark's like, screw Ron. He's from Fairhaven. I'll get him, you know. So it was, it was pretty <laughs> funny, man. Get you all amped up. I remember that game. That was that was great. Yeah, you got me all amped up, man. Oh, man. Now, Two years later, you end up being teammates, right? Right. So how'd that come about? I mean, was the coach State. going after both for you at the same time? Well, no yeah, so, so I had actually Springfield to play football. And then I started getting recruited by Bridgewater State. And football made <laughs> um, much bigger than me. Uh, and the school was further away. Um, yeah. And then when he told me, he said, I'm working on Mark Dias um, and I'm working on Al Howard. Mm. I said, enough said, I'm going to Bridgewater. Mark wow. went to UConn for one semester, then transferred to Bridgewater our um, our second semester freshman year. Oh, I didn't and, know uh, that. Nice, so, we had a nice uh, – He was yeah, so nice. We had a nice two-and-a-half-year run. Uh, my yeah. senior year, I didn't play. I didn't play basketball at Bridgewater my senior year, and Mark always teases me. Till this day, this past Saturday, I had the fellas over watching the game, and Mark, Mark always – Gets mad at me. He says, he says, Ron, you took a left-hand turn our senior year in college because I didn't play. Why? Because I found music. I joined a band. He was in a band. Like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. He was in an all-boy band. Insane. Yeah. 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 Morris Day in the time. Yep. <laughs> he was in a backstreet boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Out of sync. Right. Out of sync. Yeah, but you say, yeah he was, he was my last year there. Champagne, Champagne was the coach, yeah. He was tough. Mark oh, Champagne yeah. was the kind of guy, if you played him one-on-one -on -one in basketball, he would dive out of bounds for the ball. Yeah. Scott, where did you go after high school? Scott, where did you go after high school? I played at St. A's for a year. <clears throat> then my sophomore year, I transferred to Bridgewater. I was a captain my junior and senior year. And I painted for Mark until I was like 35 in the summers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mark dies. I painted for him in the summertime too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that was his thing. He yeah. That was kind of cool. He gave us jobs. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. That's right. I remember that. Now, Derek, can I, you can I good... jump in real quick? Because I, I have a follow up regarding Eric Brito and Mark Roby. Oh. So I've, I've known those <laughs> two guys since I was about six, seven years old. Oh, wow. Because we were I came to Massasoit um, for years. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And, yeah. And so, you know, I've known you know, both of them since that time. It was it was pretty cool kind of bumping into them as time went on. Wow. You know, as competitors, as teammates. And I played with Mark um, on the buddies teams a lot. And, um, you know, I knew both. I, I, I knew both their families. I knew I knew Eric's dad. I knew his sister. I knew Mark's dad. Um, Good family. And yeah. And so it was always cool to kind of kind of come back to those guys. And I, I really, you know, as much as the competition was there with New Bedford High School, I enjoyed, you know, learning about their success. And I enjoyed competing against them. Right. It was, I knew it was always going to be clean. 
I knew there was not going to be any nonsense happening. It was just going to be just, you know, straight competition. And that was pretty cool about that. All right. Mark Groby had that outside shot. And Ron, you probably remember, remember John taking you and I to Mark Groby's house? His, I think his dad was a dentist. He had a big house. Yeah. We would play we yes. in his yard. Yes. Yeah, right across the street from the park. Yeah. 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 Yes, exactly. Yep. Yep. That was the one thing that you, you guys talk about the Fahaven New Bedford rivalry. That was the one thing we missed out on because at that point, that old um, Southeastern Mass Conference had dissolved. But I think we played more games against Baby Donald, Trey, mm. at Monty's. My cousin United Hector. Ah. Yeah, Hector. <clears throat> yeah, yep. cousin Hector Barrows. We'd scrimmage, we'd scrimmage preseason. I remember <laughs> I was down in Donald, and I, I went for a steal. He said, never. I said, I got you three times at Monty's last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Trey went on to play, what did he play? East, Eastern Michigan, I think, something like that? Uh, yeah, Trey I think went so, yeah. Yep. Vincennes and Eastern Michigan. Yeah. I actually, um, I've been trying to get those guys on this podcast for a while now. And, oh, uh, man. Tally, that'd be a good get, one. That'd be a good yeah, one. I, I can't get. The, the timing, you know, especially right. with Trey, yeah, and it's just the timing. I can't get it down packed, you know. So you're gonna, you're gonna get my cousin Hector Barrows on with them too. Oh, I, I well, Derek, I, get, get the whole ice crew. Yeah. Get the whole ice crew. Ice crew. Yeah. Well, ice crew. That's that's what that's what we talked about. We because you know me, oh, David Casasio, we were talking about it. Top locking. And, and, and David Casasio said, "Hey, I'm gonna." Let's get them together. So we talked about it, and and you know that was a that was a conflict of you know with the ice crew. It was a bigger crew than most people think, you know. So, they were but nice. I wanted to get I wanted to get the basketball players, you know, and 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 what what you know HV. I mean Hector Hector Barrow's doing his thing, you know. Now I'm trying to like, oh yeah, oh, man, it's time for me to get him on here, and and you know, me and Hector been. Friends since fourth grade, so you know that's that's not the hardest mm. part. You know that's the easy part. But right. the other dudes, you know, it was just difficult, you know, to get them on it. But good ball Trey, players. And, and, he referees yeah. every night of the week. Yeah, and and I don't know that. I, and I understand because you know you're trying to get that game time in, and and, and you know you start coach, you start refereeing collegiately. That's for the big money, you know. So I get all that, you know. Um, I, in I fact, I seen Scott at Monty. Scott, I seen you playing at Monty several times. So you know, and you, I, I don't know. I ain't gonna admit nothing, but uh, you did <laughs> Scott, have great I, games. Like Scott, Scott can light it up. <laughs> he did have some great games, and uh, mm -hmm. so I can vouch for his story against Donald, man. But the, Donald, <laughs> he tried to get you out of your game, man. Oh, and, psychologically, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that that was his thing. I I played with all those guys for, with um, shirts. Yeah, like Mike said before, <clears throat> that was the summer league team that uh, uh, Mr. Tavares ended up getting shirt Shack as the <clears throat> the sponsor. Mm -hmm. And I played with Donald Trey Hector. <clears throat> that was that uh, me Jacobson. That was our summer league team. We we used to play summer league games before we got into high school at the old SMU gym, right yeah. down on Well Square. 
that, that was a nice gym. That, that yeah, yeah. I forget about that gym. Right across yeah. from uh, the that was a shooter's gym, gym for sure. Wow. Yeah. Mike, Mike and Mike and I were talking about that because um, you know we were. Uh, I was coaching the Radiant Vets team, me and Ronnie Magnet, and uh, and then you know guys were coming in like those teams, like with Trey and all them. They were coming in, um, and we were kind of like railroad cards going in, you know, hand off the gym to uh, Mr. Twaz and and you know, but good gym, definitely you know, a good gym. When you said you were coaching with Ronnie Magnet, I think yeah. one of the guys that was the, one of the unsung heroes, Brian Magnet. Yeah, he could he could lock up. It didn't matter who he was guarding. Yeah, he was. Mag uh, was he ended up. He was a DJ for our thirtieth, um, right? <laughs> our thirtieth uh, reunion or something. I said, "Mag," I said, "Can you still guard?" He looked at me. He said, "Of course." <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian was. Uh, Brian was very similar to uh, what's the dude for San Antonio defensive. Uh, Forward there, small forward. Bowden? Uh, yes. Bowden? Yes. And yeah, that was that was that was Brian, man. All day, all night, you know. And uh it definitely pour some points in it. Yeah, he was six tough. eight points. Yeah. yeah. I remember him in the uh in the six he's, foot and under league. He's yeah. 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 Oh, that was yeah. that he was, league was he was tough. That and league people, was incredible. Monster. People forget they got that national yeah. title with uh with the outlaws with that football team they had, you know, they went. I think they got a national title out of that. That's right. So, oh, wow. multi-sport person, you know, definitely doing his thing, doing his podcast thing, and uh, WNB Radio, and uh, I like what they're doing, you know. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I tell um, you another story. I tell you another story real quick. Trying yep. to be long-winded. Um, I mean, there's so many stories, but just for sake of time, um, my junior year, Ron's senior year. Ron's just going nuts, lighting it up. He's like one of the, if not the league's leading scorer. He's just going crazy. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to start my junior year and play against my brother and just light it up with him, right? So uh -huh. um, the beginning of the season, I felt I should have been starting the junior year. So the first game, I'm not starting. Now, mind you, I was past the I'm walking stage. I had a little bit more discipline then. <laughs> I was just about to ask you. <laughs> A little bit more discipline then. <laughs> so, you know, I, I thought, right, I said, okay, well, I'm just going to prove myself in practice. So next few practices, I just went nuts, went crazy. And then Guillevere said, okay, you're going to start. So we finally started me beside my brother. And the first game we started was, I started was uh, against Wareham. Right? Wareham. You remember that? And just like the Bedford, oh, yeah. we knew we knew Larry Center, We knew Davey Jones. You know, there was a lot of cats from Wareham that we knew. So, of course, we wanted to get them. And so Ron and I just went in and we just lit it up. You had, he had like 12 points the first half. I had 10 the first half. And we, I, got the, I got the newspaper article I sent it to Ron today. And so that was just great, man. I just wanted to play beside my brother and just light it up, you know what I mean? Because he was an nice. inspiration to me. And we, we just went off, man. It was crazy. It was great. Definitely. Uh, I think we lost story. that game, though, D. We lost, man. I think we lost that game, though. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to hold that part out, Hey, Charlie, we're, we're, All that we're letting it up, lost. Charlie, but we're losing. <laughs> hey, we got our numbers, no, look, though. In, in that newspaper article, in that article, Gilly Vera tell, tells the, uh, the, the reporter, well, you know, Ronnie Andrews, what can I say, you know, that I haven't already said? Uh, he's, you know, one of the best players this side of the state th this year, blah, 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 blah. 
but he's probably going to get overlooked for the all-star ballot because of our record. It was good because the, the reason why we have the, the newspaper clipping, because my dad, he was incredible. He, and we didn't even know this. <clears throat> Every time I was in the newspaper or my brother was in the paper, whether it was an article, write up a picture, my dad would cut everything out and he put it in a scrapbook. Gave him my brother one when he graduated, gave me mine when I graduated. So look, mine's right here. Everything, right. everything in it, pictures, articles, everything, right ups. I love it. So that was just incredible. That's something to keep forever, yep. you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you there's too there's not too many of those things hanging around. Oh, and and, it, and it, look it is, and it, those that's priceless. You know, you, oh, you can't you can't oh, get that. Man. I mean, not Mike, I'm pretty sure Mike, you probably have your scrap back scrapbook scott mentioned that he has his just those memories when you kind of reflect on something and you go through that and you look at it and you say oh i remember this and it just yeah. brings back one of those stories that just slipped their mind and um it's it's yeah so yeah. I, I mean applause right. to all so your family like you have an archive yeah. No, yeah. There was no social media back then. We, we couldn't go no. Facebook. What's interesting that Derek is saying, it's pretty cool that you have, you know, sort of these unknown resources that all of a sudden had been gathering things and right. presented to you. You know, like, I didn't know you were even following me. I had, you know, it even it could be a relative. So that's pretty nice. I mean, I, yeah. I can, I, I have one time when, um, so right before my senior year, Ron, you'd probably remember this. It was a caricature drawn of me in the newspaper. And it was the length of the newspaper. And it was an article that was long. And a bunch of years later, when we were moving my grandmother out of her home to a, a nursing home, she showed me that she had that laminated. Wow. And it was in her drawer. And I had no idea she had wow. even done this. Wow. So I had that wow. hanging on my wall somewhere. Um, and, um, so that was pretty nice to, to, to see that, that she had done that. And I didn't know for all then that mm -hmm. was, you know, that had to be like 15 years later that I find out about that. So that was yeah. pretty nice. And Mike, Very you nice. came to Haven. Was it your sophomore year from Holy Family? I did. Yes. Sophomore year. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Derek. Um, you know, and that's, uh, Mike, we took, Mike, share that story about why you was going to Holy Family. We talked about it, you know, and, uh. Who was, who was your connection to go to hell with family? So my connection was, and I mentioned to Ronnie and Derek the other night, um, I was following that team. I was, so this was, this is my connection to Holy Family and to Mickey Gonzalez. And so I'm following Mickey's team and I'm following their JV team. Cause there's a couple of kids from a cushion that I know. Um, Gary Dias is on that team at the time. Oh man. Um, yeah, so they had a pro probably one of the better JV teams, and those guys were sitting varsity at the time, so it was splitting time. So my thought was, I'm in seventh grade, and I'm thinking, well, if I improve, I can come here and help. These guys are going to be juniors, you know, continue the the history of Holy Family. And turns out that guys transfer, guys don't play anymore. Um, but I was still interested in coming. And um, my grandfather had a connection to Mr. Nabriga, and that was really sort of opening the door for me. And um, and the, the other kid from a cushion who played on Mickey's team, that 75 team, was Joey Gaudreau, a cushion kid. And that was sort of my, you know, foot in the door with him. And um, I got invited as the interest started to, to kind of percolate with me going there. I got invited to practice with their varsity on a Sunday morning. 
And the first Sunday I couldn't go because I had sprained my ankle in, the, in my practice two nights before. So I go the following week. So I'm so here I am, you know, 15 years old practicing with their varsity, and I'm getting yelled at as if I'm one of their players. From the <laughs> And um, I'm like, okay, so this is what it's going to be like. To the <laughs> so that was really my first introduction to to him, to the school. Um, and it was really great playing for him because mm -hmm. I went there um, really as an incomplete player. I could score. That's yep. what I knew how to do. And coming out of that season, I knew how to play defense. I knew how to pass the ball inside. I knew how to be – I was becoming a really good team player off of – the reps he gave me and the only thing I ever asked of him was just give me a chance let me prove myself if I'm not there then don't play me right and nice three minutes into our first varsity game I'm in mm -hmm. and I never come out Very and I'm not nice. perfect I, I was I wasn't perfect I was a complete work in progress but you know he pushed me hard leaned on me hard and um I, I came you, out the other you, you never come out the game I remember no no, well that, well, that was just, I'm just really speaking of my freshman year. Right. So, you know, coming out the other side, I was a much better player. And it was a stark difference that I just had just because of the reps. Just because of the reps in the game, the reps in practice. And Mr. Nabriga's practices were never full court. They were half court. And there was one day you'd play I offense. And freeze up. The next day you would play defense. And that was his nice. practice. And you would run sprints uh, every day. Regardless if you played the night before, that was his practices. And they were long. They were really long. And um, But it, it was those reps and practices that just gave me a lot of confidence. And he showed a lot of confidence in me. But that didn't take away from the fact that he was still yelling at me every practice, every game, about what was going on. So I'll, I'll, share, I'll share a story that comes from him. Put you in time so out. That, yeah. At that, at that time, this is when the dunk came back into high school. Mm. So there was no dunking. This was 77. And in 77, coaches couldn't stand up and talk to their players or yell at a referee or was a technical. And it was a two-shot technical. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. Wow. So we're playing, we're playing Durfee at the Kennedy Center. And this is Ken Fiola, Kevin Whiting. That team wins a state championship. So they're second, third in the state at the time. So somebody comes out and warm-ups for Durfee and dunks. Immediate technical. He throws me in the line to shoot both technicals. I'm like, okay, fine. We're getting our butts kicked. Yeah, we're really getting it handed to us because we're they're really good. And so I'm standing at half court, sort of deflated, and I look over at Nabriga, and he and Coach Karam are laughing it up, big joking, laughing around, and I'm looking at him, and Coach Karam looks at me, then looks at Nabriga and he nods so Nabriga can see what where I'm what I'm doing. And Mr. Nabriga looks at me and goes, What? He goes, You got a problem? I'm like, I don't say anything, right? And I'm like, I just could use a little assistance. I could use yeah. a little support. He's like, he said, You've got enough to worry about on the floor. Don't worry about what's going on over here. I was like, Oh, really? That's that's how this is gonna go, huh? Wow. So they both cracked up at this. And so years later. When we, Ron, we played Durfee at Durfee, our last, my seat, my last time there, um, I went out after mm -hmm. the game and I went out to search out Coach Karam. 
just to say it was a pleasure playing against your teams and so on. And he remembered that night. He remembered that situation with Mr. Nabriga, and he got a big chuckle out of it, and he's sharing this story with his assistants. And I knew some of the guys on that team. I knew Jeff Gagden. I knew John Stanton on that team. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. So, you know, those, yes. it was pretty. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. You used to come to the house and play, man. Yeah. So it was, hey, it was nice kind of having Gag used to come to our house all the time. Yeah. yeah. He's nice. playing guitar, too. I remember he's playing guitar and stuff, too. I got hey, a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Scott, I'll let you go to that story. I'll let you tell that story. I just wanted to. Uh, um, when I was coaching at Staying and Scott, you know, was at Bourne, the craziest thing is that there was three or four players on my team every year that should have been playing for Scott. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy, you know. But uh, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. <laughs> so I remember Fahaven, Fahaven's playing at – now, I never played – I think Holy Family was closed by the time I, I was in high school. But I was in the eighth grade, and I was at Rogers School in Fairhaven. Um, and we went, we played for four hours in the afternoon. It was one of those nice, um, like, February break days. Four hours. Ted, uh, Cathcart. I went and watched the game. I had played with all those guys for four hours in the afternoon. I couldn't believe it. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Wow. So you that's, mentioned uh, you mentioned so that's Mark Cathcart you're mentioning, Scott? Uh Cathcart. Yeah. So I played and I went so his older brother Gary um was an Akushnet kid. So he and I went to to Akushnet schools forever, played in the same junior high teams. Gary ends up almost playing major league baseball because Gary was a hell of a baseball player. Um so he was one of the kids that I came into into Holy Family with, and Gary mm. stayed, and I and I left the year a year later. But Gary was really a good athlete, and it turned out to be yeah. you know, just a really obviously a good baseball player, um, but a re- you know pretty good basketball player in the end too. So um, I heard I heard that name mentioned, Charlie, when you had Mike Heron on. You mentioned so Scott got mentioned when Mike was on, and he mentioned Cathcart yeah. too. I, you know, that's my connection to, so I've known that family, another family that I've known for a very, very long time. Yeah, it's, um, it's amazing that, you know, with all you guys and, and guys like Mike Heron and, uh, I mean, we just go on and on. It's amazing the stories that you all have. And, and I always, t- I always say this all the time that the things we're seeing on Netflix and different documentaries about basketball series and so on i'm saying and you know this area could have its own netflix series no you know, <laughs> from from every high school that's here every single high school you know and um i i just i wish someone had the time to start writing those things up because you know there's a mm. few people in this area that actually have some stories that are going to be aired on netflix and, and right and, you know so they're looking for these type of stories and uh know so you guys are bored you know ron when you're not on on that stage you know playing the keyboard there (laughs) and the thing is wow is that that, that, so that production company can become real yeah 
yeah. That was funny, Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my cousin Tracy, if you're listening, I still owe you one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see, there was no social media back then. So the only thing that was recording us was uh, cable TV. Yeah. No, yeah, we, we even go further, go further Baldwin. back. I, I still have, I still have on, cassettes on. from the radio broadcast that Scott was mentioning. Is that right? I, oh. still, I yeah. still have them. And I actually, I had the originals and then I moved them to MP3s at one point. Wow. So I still right. have all of that stuff. And those, and that's actually the state tournament stuff that I have. Wow. And Ron, somebody's got those games nice. because, uh, yeah. you know, the, the, the Every, people were there recording it. I mean, like the radio yeah. stations were there, us Baldwin, and then cable stations were there. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the Dartmouth I'd, game. I'd like to get a hold of that Falmouth game. The Falmouth oh, game is man. the one I'd like to get a hold of. Yeah. And I, I've been and trying you, to uh, I've been trying to do, get, gather a lot of stuff, and what's what's happening is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go through cable access, <laughs> and um, a lot of years they're saying, they're saying that a lot of things have stopped prior to 96. Is so that right? That's, thing and and oh. so I'm like and I'm saying the same thing that Derek's saying is like somebody was taping it was I mean it, it, there's yeah. so many games I could think of and, and right. I'm like that's not I mean is it's a ways off but it's not far gone you know especially right. when you see clips yeah. from from you know the 60s and 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 early I'm saying well if they have those clips why they don't have you know the 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 right. 70s and 80s why don't they have them you know and it's the, the cable stage the cable television whatever whoever that was at the time they were recording stuff they were at my games when i hit yeah. that shot against I, Dirk, so, the buses, I saw, so the 78 season i saw the last three games of that tournament so i saw when we won the south final and this was on whaling city cable i went to someone's house and watched it yeah. And I watched the North South final, Whaling City. And then Mr. Grabiak, our principal, had um, a party one night to show the state final, which was being rebroadcast on Whaling City. But nobody thought of, we should have copies of this. Right. Yeah. So I right, did right, at one right. point, through, through my wife, who you guys know, <laughs> um, I actually I know. had her do some groundwork at one point trying to find those tapes. Wow. And Whaling City mm. said they had taped over everything. It never, it never kept anything. <laughs> Scott, wow. Scott, what There's you doing, Scott? Scott, I don't know. Scott took a nap or something. No, I think <laughs> right things going in and out, guys. This has been great. But I'm, right. I'm sorry. Hey, Scott, before you, before we lose you, Scott, Derek Casacio wants me to talk to you about your wrestling days, man. <laughs> <laughs> August. Uh. <laughs> August 13th at the um, VFW in <laughs> Behaven. I'm putting the boots back on, Charlie. All right. <laughs> yep. I, 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 I'm, I'm still going a little bit. Not as much as I used to uh, with the pandemic and that, but I think I'm going to take one more run, and then I'm going to turn out the lights. Wow. Hey, I'm going to be there, brother. Good luck, nice. brother. All yes. right. Hey, guys, it was great. Thank you so much. This was a lot. Thank hey, Scott, good to see you, my brother. It's a pleasure, yeah, my man. All right, the Alden you, Road crew. Nice. Alden Road. Enjoy it. All right, we'll see you guys. All right, All right Scott. man. Take care. Take care, Scott. Good deal. Um, guys, I don't know what's, mm -hmm. what's going on with you as far as time. You know, it's, uh, you know, I got plenty of time. So, you know, I don't know. What you want to talk about, we can probably go for another 
20 minutes if you want you know it's up to you uh, what you you know as far as time you know what do you want to do i'm good don't uh, matter to me okay but Go i want to ask Ron, can i ask you a question sure. what is going Absolutely. on over your shoulder Wait, who? What, what am i watching on tv over your shoulder <laughs> oh uh that might be uh uh, Security camera. Like. You know, it's I what? think it's um. So I'm kind of a nerd, and I like watching um. You know, Alaska shows about Alaska and the wilderness and all that stuff. So I think that's oh, yeah. Homestead, yes. Alaska. All right, dude. You gotta <laughs> yeah. get up more often. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get a life, dude. You're really gonna get up more often, right? Hey, I feel you, man. It's all good, man. <laughs> I, I think that's a, a, hey, hey. Hey Ron, I think that that's the Rainey family, right? Yes. See? So Charlie, you oh, no. too, then. oh no. <laughs> I'm, I'm well rounded, brother. I'm well rounded, man. I, I, I know you, exactly you what you're talking be, about. You, know? you gotta broaden yeah. your horizons, you know what I mean? That's it. All right. <laughs> Ron, you remember playing against um Dartmouth was a pretty big rivalry, right? For us, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah. I remember our, our senior year. Our, our big rivalries, of course, was New Bedford and Dartmouth. And I remember playing against Dartmouth in Fairhaven, and it was standing room only. It was ridiculously packed. Radio was there, cable TV was there, yeah. and twenty-seven. Right, I think you, you were probably there. John, cousin John, and his dad was there. Everybody was there, and uh, Gilly had me uh, covering. He had me Ding up. The division's leading scorer, Mike Crodo. Remember Crodo? Crodo, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, I had a D. I got, I got the newspaper clipping right there. Deed him up, and and I shut him down for most of the game. He came and he scored like ten, like in the fourth quarter. But for the most of the game, I shut him down. And then <clears throat> it was like three seconds left in the game, and it was tied up. Man, so we're sweating, and I'm running around. I'm trying to juke dude off of me, trying to get over because I, I want that shot. Right? I want that last shot. <laughs> So Jeff Perry gets the ball. He's not too far off from the paint, but he's at, in a position where he can't get the, la the next shot off. He just can't get it off. Three seconds left. So I finally get free from the defender. I come running around the top of the key to the extension of the foul line, 15 feet out. Jeff sees me. Two seconds left, throws me the ball. I just stepped up and pulled the Mike Semi out. <laughs> just <laughs> on that buzzer sounds, game over. We won by two points. Nice. Crowd nice. erupted. People ran onto the court. I mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, that was a memorable moment. That was crazy. It's amazing how just just you explaining that. You know, that's the most open shot in the NBA right now. Is right wow. there. Foul line huh? extended. It, it's amazing how open that is constantly. I mean, you've seen it. You all seen it. Point. Chris Paul. Where was he getting his points? Right mm. there. Right Chris there. Paul was right there, so but uh, wasn't enough. Can I share? Can I share a Dartmouth story? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Do it. So I'm in eighth grade, and we're playing in a tournament. We got invited to play in a tournament at the Kennedy Center, and the first round is playing against Dartmouth Middle School, and who's on Dartmouth Middle School? Marlon Burns. Wow. So first time I meet Marlon, and it's not the it's not the last time, right? So it goes from there all the way through, you know, playing for the buddies up until I'll share that story in a second too. But so we play against him, biggest kid I played against, 
in my, you know, two or three years of, of playing competitive basketball and was really raw at the time. They beat us. Um, that team ended up winning the championship of that, that event. Uh, we came in third, I think. And, um, but yeah, that was my first introduction to Marlon. Nice. Um, nice. So my story with Marlon is, this is, I think the, I was going over this with Rita last night. I think this was the last time I actually saw him. Mm. So summer of 80, right before I go to Bryant, I get um, invited to play in the tournament with Tavares up in Newport. It's a two-day tournament. We win the first round. I tweak an ankle again. We get to play the championship the next day at noon. So I got to figure out how am I going to fix my foot, first of all. <laughs> so we ended up losing. We didn't have enough guys. So um, I've got my mom's Volkswagen bug up in Newport. And Marlon needs a ride home. So I can't fit him in the car with the top up. So it's the summer, right? So I got to put him in the back seat because he can't fit in the front seat. So there, so if you can imagine my wife and I driving around in this convertible Volkswagen bug with Marlon in the back seat. <laughs> what was he like, 6'6 six, six or something? Six, six, eight. Eight. He was 6'8. No, yeah, he's, he's sitting with his legs up. And um, so we stopped at a couple of places. We stopped to have some lunch. We stopped at the beach for a while and hung out. But it was the funniest scene just looking at him in the back seat. And Marlon was a good kid, right? He just he was. was. He was just very good natured. He was. Uh, I, we had a really good afternoon, even though we lost in the finals. But that was my sort of my last time I think I see him. We connected, wow. I think, when he was at PC a little bit when I was at Bryant. Because we, we practiced at PC a couple of times. And we had the tournament in the, in the Civic Center a couple of times. So we came across each other. Um, but, yeah, that's one of my funnier moments with him was just a good-spirited kid. You know, took it in driving, driving down through Newport. Him in the back seat in this, in my mom's. My, Ron, you remember that? You remember that Volkswagen Bug, the, the orange one? I do. Yeah. Nice. So that's 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 the car we had. I remember your. Um, you had a, like a. It looked like a station wagon, but it was smaller. I don't know what that car was. Yeah, my little my little Pinto. Yeah. Pinto. Yeah, little Pinto. <laughs> yeah. Pinto. We, we, so so I much. Guess, I have a story. Guess we, all, like, guess we all had a Pinto, huh? I have a story. <laughs> like, I have a gremlin. Yeah, Derek, a gremlin. I had one of those too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a Datsun actually before his uh, you know, before his Nissan. B two ten or something like that. Mike, uh, we had paying, just played. Paying, uh, he was paying forty five cents to fill the tank. Oh my up. god! <laughs> you know that? Yeah, Mike, we had wow. just finished winning a big game, Mike, and at the time I was dating Diolinda, and you were with Rita, <laughs> and remember they used to babysit at that house. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. With the yes, young hippies, yes, the hippie couple. Yes, right, 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 right. I'm yes, going to be careful. I'll, 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 right. I'll tread lightly. This, this is all tucked away right. information now. Yeah, yeah right. So bottom right is, you can, you can plead the fifth right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Charlie, do you have a, a seven-second delay on this, man? Yeah, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> it's classified info now. Come right. on. Hey, I might need so it for any, the next anyways, podcast. <laughs> so, anyways, we uh, we're celebrating, right? And when you celebrate in high school, what are you doing? You're drinking. So we're at this babysitter's house. We're celebrating this big win, and we're getting nice. And and you know, at that point in time, it took me like two and a half Michelobes to get nice, right? And all of a sudden, I think it was you or Rita. It's like, hey, your brother's at the door. Derek, you remember this? Yes, I'm Charlie. Charlie, I'm pretty I'm much good. drunk, right? I'm just horrified. Yep. Right. Right. I go to the door. It's my brother, and over his shoulder is my father. And my dad. Oh, 
And they're like, let's go get in the car. Your grandmother just passed away. I'm like, oh, my oh, God. Yeah. He had to sober up real quick. I had yeah. to sober up, but it, it didn't work. As soon as I got in the house, I hugged my mom till I was sorry. It was her mother that passed. And she just pushes uh, me back, looks at me. He's like, what have you been doing? And I was like, oh, <laughs> um, uh, you know. So anyway, yeah, it was kind of a debacle. Wow. Man. But Derek, I still don't know how you found me. I don't know. Hey, know. Well, let's put it this way. That. There weren't many places where we were going to go I, after the game, right? I used to babysit at that, at that yeah. house sometimes. Yeah. That's why. I just yeah. took a yeah. chance. It was pretty. It was not a tough. It was not a tough find, I don't think. Right. But, right. Yeah. right. Yeah. 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 We had two places to go in for Haven, John. Yeah. I scoured the town in two and a half minutes. Yeah. Ron, you had a good following. The town wasn't that, that big. My car, you could identify my car from anywhere. So it, <laughs> yeah. was, pretty, it was pretty easy to solve that particular riddle. That's it. <laughs> oh, it was man. great, man. There's a lot of good times, though. Sure was, man. And it was I, funny I, because back then, you know, people used to think we lived down the Cape. Because anything yeah. over the Faven Bridge was down the Cape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, it was like 15 minutes away from like, the Cape. Yeah. Anyone from... <laughs> Anyone from Fairhaven to Wareham, they would say, you know, it was, you know, somebody would say the Cape, and I'm saying, wait a minute, isn't Wareham the gateway of the Cape Cod? You know, I'm like, how, how those other towns Cape Cod? You know, it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. funny because when we made this, when we went to the state tournament in '78, I look back at some of those articles where, yeah, they're trying to find Fairhaven because they don't know where it is. They <laughs> wow. barely know New Bedford. They they know Durfee and they know Fall River, but they don't know mm. after that. So when I saw some of the, the the old clippings, I was like, I forgot that there was like sort of like we were sort of like uncovered when they, we went to a state tournament. Like, where were we and exactly how it was described? It was sort of in between the Cape and anything else. That's sort of where we were because nobody knew. And yeah, that yeah. was always frustrating. That was always frustrating to me when we were, you know, it took a team either from Dartmouth or New Bedford or for Haven to do well in the state tournament for us to really get noticed. And that was always frustrating to me because right. <laughs> our level of competition and accomplishments, to be honest, was just as good as a city league in Boston. Mm -hmm. yeah. It was yeah. it wasn't because, you know, part of, you know, Ron and Derek can attest this, I think, is that because the the consistency coming out of Fairhaven and the fact that you had the opportunity to play against a lot of different teams and a lot of different players, you were well schooled. Right. So you weren't afraid to play right. the teams out of Boston. And yeah. You know, that 78 team, we beat two of the, the top 10 teams in the state. We beat Hyde Park and Jeremiah Burke. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah Hyde Park Burke. had Arby Stallworth. They were ranked, they were ranked yeah. third in the state. Arby Stallworth, that's right. Jeremiah Burke had Kyle Hobbs on that team. Mm. So he and his brother were averaging 18 and 22. Yep, him and Ron, and they could, Ron Hobbs. But they, could, but they could not play us, right? right? They could not cover us, and we could cover them. So there was a big difference. As soon as you broke away from those two teams, all of a sudden, the third round, we're playing Seekonk, right? Because that's how good Seekonk was. And then all of a sudden, we're playing Rockland, a team from the Colony League. And we're playing Marblehead in the North-South final. So mm. those city teams went away quick, and right. um, which was because those guys, you know, I mentioned earlier when we were talking about that, about the group that came forward, all those guys had played against those players before. So they weren't afraid of them. And, you know, me as a young player, when I saw that, you know, your eyes kind of light up because now you're not afraid. And I sort of yeah, was yeah. not afraid going when I went to Faven because 
I had gone through the tournaments with the buddies teams and we had some really good success. So I knew all those guys. I played with them. They were my teammates on the youth games team that won a gold medal that summer. <clears throat> so they were my peers, they were competitors and I knew them. So they knew my game. I knew theirs. So there was no apprehension from us to play because all those guys, Hennessy and Phil Graves and Steve Lombardo all played on those buddies teams and played against all of those players. So when we went to the tournament, we were like, okay, we, we don't match yep. up physically, but skill wise, but we're better. Good. Right. And, and Mike, right. Mike, I venture to say heart wise. Yeah. That's what it was. We, That's what it was. Haven had, Haven had big heart. We had, we had, had to. I remember, Derek, you remember football? I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mike. No, God, sorry. No, I'll just, um, I'm sorry. That was my it's, it's just a quick side one. Um, so my senior year football camp, Coach Lanigan comes up and he's like, okay, we played New Bedford like the third or fourth game of the season. And just to let you guys know, New Bedford had more guys try out for their football team than we have in our senior class. Wow. <laughs> so we were like, oh, <laughs> damn. Okay. Yeah. So we're up against, you know, much larger schools. Um, but like, like Mike was saying, you know, our skill set and our heart and, you know, the drive and favor, we are like, let's play. You know, if we get, if we lose, we lose, you know, my senior year, we lost to New Bedford by one point. They really should have blown us out. If you look at who yeah. they had, you, they should have blown us out, you know? But part of it, but I think even all the way through the athletics from that school is because you were so well taught from a really early age. Yeah. And you trusted one another. You trusted right. yourself because yeah. you knew that the, the one and one was going to equal two, right? So there wasn't much deviation from that from year to year because it just wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Ronnie and I had shared some IMs a couple of years ago when we were talking about that, where you had that luxury of coming through the Livesey Club and you had the luxury of getting that consistent coaching all the way through. And me coming from a Kushnet, I had okay coaching, but I didn't, the structure wasn't there for us in that right. town because that was a relatively young town at the time right so when i you know gravitated to mr nabriger and holy family and then to mr wilson and watching all of that you know that was you know for me as a young athlete i was i wanted that i wanted to be coached i was you know i wanted to be able to, to execute those kinds of things because i saw it i saw how it worked and i saw how it was successful and as a young player and as a young athlete when those things when a coach tells you something and you do it and it works you never deviate now. That's right. Yeah. Right? You just continue to improve on it. You keep drilling to it. You keep doing it. And that consistency over time through the athletics of that school and that town really starts to show. It's very, Mike, that's did, very Mike, similar. Did Mickey Gonzalez coach you? No. So my story with Mickey, sorry, I don't mean to keep dominating this conversation. So, so when I'm a freshman at Holy Family, <laughs> one day Mickey shows up. And I think we were the, var, the starting five was playing offense. All of a sudden, Mickey walks in. Now we're playing defense. This never happened. We never shifted. And Mr. <laughs> Debris is like, Emio, you good Mickey. Mm -hmm. Now, I knew Mickey, right? I knew how good he was. I, but, man, did he hand it to me that afternoon. And um, <laughs> showed no mercy at all, which was fine. <laughs> um, but I was getting dizzy over the fact that I couldn't figure out how to cover him. At some point, I did figure out a couple of his moves, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, but Mickey being the kind of guy that he was and is, he stayed after practice with me, and <clears throat> we didn't take a shot. But he helped me with my footwork. Right. He helped me with just awareness around the court and what to be aware of. 
And that was a huge help. And I very much appreciated that he did that. So no, Mickey didn't coach me, but when he was coaching Holy Family, he did reach out to me at one point and ask me if I wanted to be his assistant. And nice. I was mm. traveling up in Boston to work and I couldn't do it. We were living in, we were living in New Bedford at the time and I just couldn't do it. It was just impossible. Um, but I think I mentioned to you, I did run into him and his brother, John at Dee's wedding and um, spent a lot of time with them and teasing back and forth about just playing and just, you know, the people that we all knew in that kind of, that kind of thread through <laughs> basketball that we all knew those guys. So when, so Charlie, when you had Mickey on, he mentioned, you know, Mr. Nabriga passing away and Father Driscoll passing away. You know, those two men um, were significant for my time when I was at Holy Family. Um, and it was, it was one of those things where it was really surprising to me that I didn't anticipate that, that I didn't anticipate how close that school was and how close everybody became and everybody, you know, relied on one another. And I had, you know, from Mr. Kennedy, who was the assistant coach, to you know, the, my history teacher who played for Mr. Nabriga, Mr. Gushu, Mr. Finney, who was the principal, those people really treated me well. And they had great enthusiasm for the basketball program. I can remember Mr. Finney taking me down into the cellar, and I'm not sure if he did this purposely or not, but once this closet, which had all of the, the tech tourney trophies that were on a shelf, and he handed one to me, and he said, think you can get there someday? And I was, was I'm like, all right. <laughs> if that's if that's the expectation, that's the bar. Okay. Um, I remember so Mickey, though, man. Mickey, I told Ron and Mike the other day when uh, Ron, I think you and I were at Camp Kennedy, and Mickey Gonzalez was my camp counselor, and I was a little kid, and he taught me how to shoot a jump shot. Yeah, yeah. It was Mickey who taught me. He was. Uh, he was something. one of my. Yeah, Mickey's kind of touched a lot of our lives and one of the most yeah, famous times. I mean, I mean, I wasn't playing basketball at at, uh, at the high school, but I was at the CYO and one of my um, one of the games that Mickey came, he came to the game and he was sitting with my pops. And um, the craziest thing is my parents didn't go to the games, you know, and uh, but every time they came. My team won the game. And I was the reason why they won. And what I'm getting at is Mickey and, you know, I was at the CYO. And I looked to the right and Mickey's on the, in the stands talking to my dad, you know, and they're sitting there, you know, and they're both cheering me on. And, and, and you know, uh, just like Derek, I made both free throws. And, um, <laughs> you know, but that was, <laughs> that, was uh, that was a great memory. But what I'm getting nice. at is Mickey. Mickey touches so many people's lives. And, um, absolutely. And, and, and absolutely. over the years, end of his career, I thought he got some static that he didn't deserve and uh, was really, was really, really hurting me. So he did. But, uh, it's a great story. Holy Family. Uh, man, I love it's, it. Holy Family put out some decent players throughout the years. Steve Lopes came from Holy Family. Yeah. Yeah. You look back on those tech turning. Played with Steve and Bridgewater. Right. Yeah. Right. The Walsh, the Walsh brothers coming out of there. Yeah. You know, Stevie Gomes coming out of there. Mickey's team. So the seventy-five. So my, the seventy-five team, I think, loses in the semifinals of the state. I think, but you guys will know this. I was. I ended up going to both Holy Family games where they played for Haven. So this is Luke Janice's team. Mm. This is yeah. this is Mr. Wilson with a crew cut. 
<laughs> and I go to both of these games, right? So, yeah. So, Mookie was a hell of a player. Um, and so, this was my introduction to watching them play. And then also, this is the first time I really meet Mr. Graves, Phil Graves' dad. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time I meet Biff McLean at that point. Um, yes. This is when I meet um, who was the other person. There was somebody else that was involved with the program at one point. And so there was this very passive lobbying about me getting into Fairhaven or playing at Fairhaven at some point through the junior high, not just going. So there was some discussion about that, which never materialized, which was nice, but it didn't happen. Um but I ended up watching those teams and I ended up sitting behind Mr. Wilson's bench and watching him coach. And he was a much more intense dude at that point, mm-hmm. um, which is a few years before I get there and you guys get there. Um, but that was, you know, Lukey was one of his favorite players too, as far as what he accomplished, you know, not only on the basketball court, but academically. And he ran into some problems later on, but was a great player. And at that point, mm-hmm. Not a great team at that point. They had a couple of guys, but they weren't very good basketball. They were mostly football players playing basketball. And Lukey was the only guy running around trying to score up against the Holy Family team, which was known for defense. And that wasn't just going to happen against that team. Um, Because that 75 team, as I mentioned to you guys the other night, you know, Peter Ribeiro and and, and Joey and and Mickey, that was really a good team. That team was – you could could not mess around with that team because, you know, again, well-drilled – knew their stuff inside out and knew, and they knew who they were as players and Mr. Nabriga trusted them enough. Um, and so they had some really good success that year. That's, mm. that's funny that you mentioned football players playing basketball. We did that a lot in Fairhaven because we were so short on people. Yeah. A lot of the people, a lot of us who played basketball, the same people, we were playing football too. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah. But we had, yeah. we had pretty good athletes, right? I mean, I'm not yeah. sure right. aside from anybody else, from my view, and I know a couple other guys who are really good all-around athletes, I'm not really sure there was any better all-around athlete than Chucky Tillett. Oh, Chucky Tillett was a monster. Tillett was, Tillett was a monster. He was good. Yeah, you know, and there was some other guys, you know, yeah. I used so, to love you know, there was Chuck Tillett, boy. Yeah. yeah, there was some other guys. There was some other guys in there. So I know I grew up with. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson was good, good, just a pure a athlete. Guy yeah. In high school. <laughs> Um, so there were some guys that were around, but I, you know, I saw it every day, what he could and couldn't do. And so right, you yeah. guys are mentioning that the Bedford clippings that I, that I passed out. If you look at him run the floor that game. Yeah. I watched that game the other day. I don't know if Charlie knows, you know, that game that Mike's talking about, Charlie, I think it was, was it 78? No. That year it was New yeah. Bedford against the Haven. Yeah. Mike Samuel had the game and it's on YouTube. Okay. Wow. You gotta, you gotta check that out. Check it out. So let, me, so let me share with let me share with you how I get that game. Right, yeah. I'm, play, I'm playing tennis one day at, at at Buttonwood Park, and someone said to me, "You know, I found out who you are." And I, I looked at the person like, "Well, who am I?" And that was a weird conversation. <laughs> and it turns out, hey, yeah, lucky. <laughs> what a way to start a conversation. <laughs> I know. I know. Did did this, did the pressure say, like, "Daddy, I'm already about like you." So where's this? Where's this? We're not going to have a friendship very long. <laughs> That's some stalker yeah. conversation right there. Yeah. So it turns out he was friends with John Pacheco, Uh-oh. who okay. coached the high school when we were in high school, right? So he coached Eric and those guys. He had two tapes. He had a tape of New Bedford and Fairhaven, and he had a tape of New Bedford and Durfee. And these yeah. were VHS tapes. 
right? So I ended yeah. up getting my hands on it and making a copy, nice. moving, it to, moving it to DVD at some point. And that's when I think I dropped it on, on YouTube. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's the only thing that I have that's, yeah. that's actually video. And it's, it's a, yeah. it's a really good game. It's good. We it was a good game, man. We don't, we don't play particularly well. Um, it was in and, the too, I think that game. Wow. Yeah. And it, I, I never, I've never complained about referees, but that might be one of the worst referee games of all time. <laughs> there are there are some calls in that game that if you if you play them slowly, you're like, there's in particular, there's a goaltending call on Brian Hauser. I remember. Yep. And Gary Fatato shooting a layup. I remember. It is so not goaltending because it's barely out of Gary's hand. And the referee yeah, yeah. calls goaltending. Yeah, yeah. Hauser, Hauser was up there. I yeah, remember that. And yeah. he, he blocked that clear. Yeah. It yeah. Yep. actually was not goaltending. It, was, it has a lot of theater to it. It's not a great – it's not a game that's played very well, for my opinion. Um, yep. But it's nice to have because that's the only thing I have. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The better game was when you guys played a New Bedford in Fairhaven. That was the game. Yes. Well, so if you remember that game, Nakamash hits a 20-footer after the buzzer. Yes. And that's when we go to overtime. I remember that. So we I were like the stands, away from God, me and Dean, cousin Dean Gonzalez, yeah. we were in the stands watching. Wow. That was crazy. Mm-mm-mm. That was crazy. Jimmy yeah, Anderson boy. had the game that game. That was, man. And Tony DePina hit it at the buzzer and won the game. That was That was crazy. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna save that. I got the video. Are you get you save it. Yeah, you got to save that. Check it out. I'm later. saving in the comment section here. Um, but uh, as soon as I can find it. Uh, but um, this is uh, it's the tail end of our podcast, and before yes, I let you guys go, I want to talk to you about. Who would you like to have on a Really Charlie podcast? Um, it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be sports. It could be anybody. But who would you like to see on the Really Charlie podcast? Good question. Excellent uh, question. Anybody, you know, Derek, anybody. Mike, do you want to go first? I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you for me, Charlie. Um, yep. there's, a, there's a few people. Okay. Uh, I'd like to see Mark Dice. Yes. I, I asked him and he's thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, you, you guys, Charlie, you guys got to work to let on you know, him. I'm, I'm in his ear. I'm in his ear. Yeah, right, so. work on him, man. I am. I'm working on him. I'm working on him. Come on, Mark. Um, there's so got, many yeah. stories that guy has. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, um, I would like to call him. His son should know it. Oh, go ahead. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. No, and um, and I'd like to see you get uh, Brian Hauser. All right, I'll work on that. That'll be interesting. I'll work on that. I will work on that. Tony DePino, get get T. Tony DePino up on yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna talk to Tony's other half, and she can get him on here. Um, we'll do that. And like yeah. Ron said, get the whole ice crew up here, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get get Donald and Trey and Hector and Danny. Trying, man. I got to do something. Or I think David. I'll uh, I'll set them up with something and. Uh, just get them in the same place, and then right. I'm gonna have I'll have my phone, everything, and microphone. I'll do the podcast right there. There you, you go. Know, nice. and, uh, get a reunion. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm gonna have to get back to you on who I thought because I, I I'm drawing blanks here. All right, whatever. It, it, you 
definitely get back. We've been keeping in touch with each other just because we were trying to set up this podcast. And um, I like the communication I've been having with you guys. I really appreciate it. Appreciate and, you. Thank um, you, Charlie. Five so stars before for we all go, three can I, of you. Can I, can, I, can I tell my Julius Irving story before we go? Yes. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I, I so, wouldn't be a basketball I, fan if I said no. Go ahead. <laughs> right, right now, I'm not into that right now. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had to do some. I had to do some research back because I I tried to pull some details together that I had just forgotten. So I spoke to my dad today about this. He knew I was doing this, and I asked him about you know. First question I asked my dad was, "How did this happen?" So my dad was at the time was trying to pull together a sports marketing group. And at the time, you know, Irving was probably the biggest name in sports at the time because of the merger. And, um, yeah. Jesus. Mike, that's yeah. you and, and Chrissy? That's, yep. yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's Irving. Wow. That's incredible. That's I'm what year was I'm, that? I'm 15 years old, so that's wow. 76. Wow, I'm a, nice. I, I was a, I had been at I'd been at Holy Family for a month when that happened. So my dad's trying to pull this together, and so he reaches out to a couple of people that he knows and finds out that there's a group of people that know Irving and try to pull him in. So um, I think I mentioned to you guys that you know he drove up alone. And I find out today with my dad, he drove up with his agent. So that's sort of that. That's how that happened. I reached out to another family friend who supplied me with those last three pictures um, and some other discussion points that I'll get into in a minute. Um, so my dad pulls this off. Some other businessmen in the area tried to do some sponsoring. We get that at the high school. Um, there was a pregame to that, which included um, Tommy Baroa, Peter Trow, Eddie Rodericks, Brian Baptiste, Brian Hamill. Um, so semi-pros. Um, some guys have some direct connection. Peter Trow played with Julius Irving at UMass. He's from Rochester. Um, so it was a pretty good game um, beforehand. And, you know, Julius coming on was, you know, sort of like, you know, when I, when I met him and walking, walking up my driveway, and Ronnie, you know that driveway, and walking into my house, into my kitchen, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was very, That's very crazy. surreal. And if you look at that picture, I look like a deer in the headlights in that picture. Yeah, yeah it looks like you got caught, Mike. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I had never met anybody that was that physically that large and um, just had, you know, sort of this real kind of aura to him um, at the time. And, you know, as I mentioned to you guys, unfortunately, it wasn't as successful as, as those businessmen and my dad wanted. Mm -hmm. But it was great to have that kind of exposure to him. And, um, you know, some of those other guys knew him from, through some other uh, relationships and um, come to find out that, you know, there had been mentioned that he wanted to come back and do another one um, because he was upset that it wasn't as successful as it was. And um, so it was sort of a one off for that group. Um, it never happens again. In my discussion with my dad today, you know, he had mentioned we should probably we would have to go bigger as far as you know raising money and you know a larger a larger group in a different setting, um, and they could have done that, but it just does it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. um, it was very very cool to um, one for that to happen in, in my home, 
and it was pretty cool to see you know what happens to him and his career and his following so the story that i can tell at the end of this is that um this family friend of ours was on the island of saint croix and he's running through the streets of saint croix for exercise and he comes around a corner and he runs right into julius irving <laughs> and all and julius irving just stands there and this other guy that i know almost falls down and he gets up <laughs> and he says to him I don't know. So this is Julius Irving speaking. He goes, I don't know your name, but I recognize you. And he said, New Bedford, right? And so this guy's like, yeah. So um, one of those pictures you see is the guy that I'm referring to. And so that's Richard Fabio. And right. um, so um, that was the story of him running into him and, and Irving being able to actually repeat the fact that he knew where he was from. Wow, he recognized him. So, yeah. so Mike, he li yeah. he literally ran into him. <laughs> yeah, so this yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. So there's Dick right there. Um, wow. Like, so this was the pictures. I reached out to I, I reached out to Dick the other night and um he passed these on to me. Nice. Wow. nice. Classic oh, photo, wow. man. Yeah, that's priceless. Yep. Priceless. Nice, nice. Absolutely. This has been great, man. Appreciate you, Charlie. Hey, I yeah, appreciate Charlie, you guys. Thank you so much, and, man. Um, much love anytime, to you, my brother. brother. This is officially your podcast. Um if you ever need something to say, you know, or do, you want to come on the podcast, you let me know. Um, I move everything aside just to put you guys on the air, regardless of what it is, um, because I appreciate and honor your time. So, appreciate you, my brother. All right. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you. Thank you very, right, very Mike, much. Good to see you, Mike. Right, Take man. care. Be nice. Two Take up, two down, baby. Awesome. <laughs> All right, y'all. Great Bye -bye. guys, man. All right. Appreciate y'all. Take care. Uh, awesome, awesome. You, I can't even, can't even, even explain the joy that I had from these bi basketball stories. Um, you, you, these guys are unbelievable, and um, I'm glad I got them on video because these stories uh, can't be told other than them telling them, other than these guys telling these stories. And it's on video, and it will always be restored. Um, and I'm glad, and that's what I'm trying to do on it, is to get these basketball stories uh, on the air, you know. And uh, so they told me to reach out to a couple of people. I'm going to get those guests on here. going to work on it. Um, I haven't filled up my, my August list, so I'm going to start working on that as soon as possible. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to the Really Charlie podcast. And uh, I really, really appreciate it. I'll be on tomorrow early, uh, 11 a.m. with Cara Rigo. So please, if you have time tomorrow, tune in. Give me some comments. Give her some comments. And uh, we'll go from there. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Really, really Charlie Podcast on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Please subscribe and like my channel on YouTube. And share, share, share this podcast. God bless everyone. Pregnant people are at an increased risk for severe illness from COVID-19. Pregnant people with COVID-19 might also be at increased risk for other problems like preterm birth. If you are pregnant, take steps to protect yourself from COVID-19. Limit interactions with people who might have COVID-19, including people in your household. 
When you do interact with people outside your household, wear a mask and stay at least six feet apart. Wash your hands often. Go to all your prenatal care appointments. Get your recommended vaccines. Make sure you have at least a 30-day supply of any medicines you take. Call your health care provider if you get sick, think you may be depressed, or have questions related to your pregnancy. If you don't have a health care provider, contact your nearest community health center or health department. Seek care immediately if you have a medical emergency. To learn more, visit cdc.gov slash coronavirus. Well, y'all, this is the end of another podcast. Billy Charlie play my song. I hope you enjoyed the playlist. I hope you enjoyed the guest along with myself as we went back and forth and you know, just talking about music. Please continue to listen to the Really Charlie Play My Song. And if you have any requests, you know, just send a message here on Anchor. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely listen to it. And I'll play it on the next podcast. So thank you for tuning in. And you can also tune in to the Really Charlie Podcast on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, and StreamYard when you ever have a chance. But uh, if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast, you know, we can talk some music. Just let me know. All right. I'm very transparent. I'm on uh, Facebook, Charlie Perry. On, I'm on the Instagram, really Charlie Instagram page, you know, so, and I got a group on Facebook, so, if you want to reach out to me, you have many, many venues to go to, and I'll, we'll get you on the podcast, take care, be blessed, God bless, and be well.